Welcome to Radio Survivor, a podcast in which we just chat and we don't have to worry about a clock and <laughs> we know that you've clicked on this link and now that's why you're hearing it. My name is Eric Klein, but you already knew that already. And I'm Paul Reisman out there. This is our bonus episode 170 and a half, I think we'll call it, so we don't screw up our numbering for our radio station affiliates. 170.5. 170.5. And we're going to talk about your trip to Brazil more in a casual way because you you gathered information not as a journalist, not as a official blogger for Radio as, Survivor. As a, as a, well, it, yeah, I think this could make a blog post. Like, sure, this, sure, sure. This, this, I think this is, this is uh, bloggable, if that's a word. You know, if I were to write a post about sort of – just sort of my right, impressions what's, what's the headline of, of hitting, the blog? What's the headline of, of the blog? And for the first first draft <laughs> of the headline of headline this of blog, blog is, post. Brazilian radio sounds a lot like U.S. radio and that's not necessarily a good thing. that's not thing. necessarily a good thing. So <laughs> later on in this episode, we'll do a we'll, – we'll take a listen to a band scan, an annotated band scan of Brazilian radio in Sao Paulo? Yes, in Sao Paulo. And yeah, were you in a the, car? No, I did this uh, with, your, with your radio. You brought with my. I bring a radio. Uh, we weren't driving. I mean, we were occasionally in like a like a Lyft or an Uber, but we were never uh, actually driving around mm-hmm. much. Um, and uh, our Brazilian friends actually, we drove. We were in cars with our Brazilian friends who we were visiting, and they were like, they did not want to listen to the radio. Oh, they wanted to listen to uh, more often their you know their phone or something because they're like radio sucks. Yeah. So what? Are they, so uh, and on their phone, they they what? They stream? Yeah, Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Cool. Pretty much, they were listening to Spotify. Brands. So, yeah, people. International uh, so, brands. So you know, uh, when I when we got into the uh, Sao Paulo airport uh, from our flight from the U.S., uh, there's an enormous. Uh, we were greeted by an enormous uh, sort of wall advertisement for Netflix. Yes. Well, I, I know this because I've been served up by the algorithm friend of mine, Netflix, a couple Brazilian Netflix original shows yeah. that I have found to be. Extremely entertaining as an anthropologist of television. There, I can see that stuff's going on yeah. in the country of Brazil and that there are people making TV that's, that's worth watching. Uh, my trick, as long as we're in a podcast, uh, was to turn off the English language dub mm-hmm. of the Brazilian television show and turn on the English language closed captions yeah, and exactly. put the Brazilian back in their mouths, to put the Portuguese back into the mouths of these uh, original Netflix shows. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I've seen two different original Netflix shows yeah. out of Brazil uh, streaming here into my Portland area television. As set. we mentioned on the main episode, you know, it's a, it's a country of two hundred some million people. Yeah, but it's interesting. Also, I mean, in, it's interesting that uh, yeah, it, it it's a market, but it's like um, it's not just like a, a, it's not just. A, they're not just getting American versions. Correct. No, no. I mean, Brazil has has long been a media powerhouse. Um, it it's a it's a exporter of media. Not much to the United States, sure. but around the world, um, telenovelas, so soap operas uh, produced there are very popular. Okay. Uh, you know, typically dubbed, dubbed into, into the local Spanish or, or or Russian. Um, like cool. they are literally popular the world round. Uh, you know, and it's also a highly concentrated media market as well. Um, there are very few owners. Uh, again, it looks a lot like the United States in a country that is twice, you know, in terms of population, twice the size of Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Yeah, or which more is, than twice the size. Which is important to this conversation, and not just an interesting aside, because that 
level of concentration of media ownership is what makes the kinds of stations that are uh, outside of that framework a little more interesting or at least interesting and important. Yeah. yeah. And but what you were telling me on the podcast and also based on your travels is these places are um, if we're going to compare them to American non-commercial stations or American uh, low power FM community radio stations there, it's almost even more on the margins. Yeah, more on the margins. And, you know, in the case of Radio Parati and the stations in sort of the Sao Bernardo area, um, they're all on 87.5. That, that, that's way on the left end of the FM dial. It's a frequency which is not assigned in the U.S. You can't have a radio station it's at 87.5. Fascinating. So they stuck them. They stuck them off the radio. I mean, it's on the radio. Uh-huh. It, I mean, every every country can define its okay. radio bands differently. And, and, and so, for instance, in Japan, the can FM I dial goes a little bit further to the left. To Brazil and tune in. That maybe not exactly. You That's, might not be able to. It's down there. Yeah, yeah. It might not. I think Matthew Lassar has even written a blog post because of the fact that uh, the Channel Six analog TV stations. That still exists in the United States. Yeah. You can hear their audio on their about eighty-seven point five or eighty-seven point seven FM. Mm-hmm. And he started to get the question entered his mind. Well, do your radio even pick up? Because again, eighty-seven point seven, not officially part of the FM band. A radio doesn't have to do so. Many do, and in part because many radios are designed to be used all over a region, which could be the Americas. And not just the U.S. Right? Why? Why put a artificial barrier on right. a useful piece of technology? And 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 I, mean, I want to listen to Channel Six in my little radio, on my eighty-seven, my little 5. Tivoli V one one five, which you know is made in China, um, will tune in that would tune in that frequency. Although I I was unable to catch a community radio station in the wild, as far as I could tell. You now, tried. Well, it was a little pocket radio, so. You know, maybe I needed a better radio. I'm doing it within and inside all of, an apartment. of these community radio stations at the 87.5 level of the dial in Brazil uh, are um, extremely low power. They're 25 watts. Yeah, 25 watts of output power. I don't know, and this is for the nerds. I don't know if that's effective radiated power or actual transmitter power. It means nothing to me. So, effective radiated power is a way of saying is it, it basically uh, you it it accommodates for height. Sure. So let's say if your LPFM oh, okay. is on top of a thousand foot hill, you might actually only be broadcasting wattage out of the out of the transmitter could be only ten watts, but because of your height and over everything, its effective radiated power is a hundred watts. Okay, so right. it's, a, it's a way to sort of control the size, yeah, no matter it, right. no matter how many tricks you pull out of your hat. Um, yeah, and there's to, still people can still work tricks around it, but there's you know it's a way of standardizing. From the standpoint of at least the FCC in the United States, and here's a question that I'm afraid to ask you because I know you didn't uh, you didn't study 100 percent of Brazilian community radio. I'm not ready for this test, here. professor. But so yeah, it's an interesting question though, and I guess Alvaro is a better mm-hmm. person to ask. Uh, we should email him. Um, like low, low power FM is a recent phenomenon mm-hmm. in the United States. Is are these are these um, non commercial stations a recent the community phenomenon? stations? Yeah, uh, I think they're they're within the last fifteen years or okay, so. so. They are extremely recent. Yeah, within yeah the new, new millennium or so. Yeah, so, so much. You know, it's, it's and I'm gonna go out on a limb then and, and guess that it's because it was a attainable and affordable technologically. Yeah. And 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 there was and also because there were 
activists right, who the lobbied the government to to create the space right uh, within and it was definitely probably within uh, a leadership in the government that was friendly to the appearance of that sort of media because you may recall uh, it was uh, almost two years ago that we talked about community radio in Argentina right which didn't happen right it was passed under one administration. And the law was never put into effect by the more conservative, more capital-friendly administration. Right, from how it was explained to us. It, and so people... Sort of, or it was like, it was... No, the law was passed, but never put into effect. Or, or it was like passed, but never implemented. Right, exactly. Like it was on the books, but no one... But but you couldn't get a license. Yeah. And so very, many stations... interesting gray area. ...have gone on the air de facto, right, said, look, well, we should be able to get a, a license, so we're going to broadcast, although officially they're unlicensed. In, in Brazil, they are licensed. They have official licenses. And, you know, the organizations that run the stations, um, I talked with uh, Alvaro a bit off mic, mm-hmm. um, he said, you know, they're basically like a nonprofit corporation. The same kind of organization that could have a low-power FM uh, in the U.S. would they, qualify for who, one in, in they Brazil. they have grants? Do they have foundations? Of course they do. Yeah. I mean, whether or not... That's the only way to nonprofit yeah. function in the United States. It needs... It needs. Uh, well, it doesn't have to. I mean... Could, they could sell cookies. That's or, true. I mean... Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, how do... I mean, how does a low-power FM station fund itself? You know, though that's the question in the United States. How do they fund themselves? And generally speaking... The they, upper middle class gives them a few bucks. Or probably not the upper middle class. Yeah. I mean, I would I would challenge that assumption. It depends on how far up. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised how low down on the economic scale. No, I would say that I'm they're probably not functioning middle. on the upper middle class. They yeah, I'm, I'm really serious. I'm really think- serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm really serious. I think that they're primarily functioning on the middle middle class. And I guess I'm thinking class. more about. Um, You're thinking about NPR. You're not thinking about low power FMs. Right. right. Now, I mean, think low power FMs. Right. Uh, from what I can judge, there isn't the same history of listener-supported radio in Brazil. So Radio Parati, which is the station where Alvaro uh, broadcasts at, um, they basically get by on, on the equivalent of underwriting announcements. So basically they're short announcements for like the pizza parlor in the neighborhood, yeah. uh, other neighborhood businesses. That's what their funding base is. Um, there and, and they it didn't seem as though listener funded radio is nearly as common. Um, there is not, so there is some public and state owned radio in Brazil, but none of it is going to be like your local NPR affiliate that three times a year asks you to to make contributions. In part because the public radio system in the United States, while it receives some public funding, is not publicly owned. Right. Every NPR station, every station that carries NPR is not owned by NPR. Right. NPR is a network. And then the station, like in, in Portland, we have Oregon Public Radio, which is an independent nonprofit that owns the broadcast license. Uh, in some cities, as we've learned, it may be a local university or college that owns a license and broadcasts uh, the NPR programming. WNYC in New York at one point was owned by the city of New York. And was later purchased uh, by a, a group of concerned citizens who were afraid the license would go away because uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani wanted to rid the city of that encumbrance um, and is now owned by, again, an independent nonprofit organization. Interesting. Recent history. Relatively recent yeah. history. Um, what else do you want to tell us about Brazil, Paul, from your trip? 
Uh, I before think, we get to the band scale. I mean, I, I said this in, in the main episode, but I, I think, you know, I think it's important for people to recognize that Brazil is an industrialized modern country. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I think that people, you know, you know, you hear things. I know many people express concerns uh, for me and my wife, to me and my wife, about us going there because you hear about violence, right? And, and people have heard about the favelas, right, which are basically kind of uh, shantytown. Maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. They're very poor neighborhoods, often with improvised housing. Yeah, whole, like handmade housing. Right. And, the, and from what I understand, which I understand very little um, – but not always. They can also be sort of repurposed government buildings. Uh, but there's uh, also they live in a very precarious, like pseudo legal framework where at any time um, police authorities can. Well, they're highly militarized. Can stomp in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and, and, and and there's extrajudicial murders that happen. We all hear the about time all sorts of terrible things. Yeah. Homeless children roaming. Exactly. And you know, and, there's a lot of poverty, and and Brazil has more dis- more economic disparity than than we do here in the United States. Yeah. It's arguable. Um, you know, but there's also a, a very large middle class, and many people who who live you know lives that are are very recognizable to those of us in in most of the West. Um, and you know, internet is ubiquitous. <laughs> um, we talk a little bit about it in the podcast when I was talking to Alvaro, uh, in the previous episode, but you know, uh, people, uh, like to use WhatsApp as their primary communications okay. medium. Uh, WhatsApp is, uh, and it's sort of basically text and phone calls and video calls. They're encrypted. Um, and so it's a parallel network. And they often they basically use that instead of using the text or calling function on their phones. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm just going to assume because it saved a few dollars to use. Yeah, in fact, at this point, uh, the cell the, the the cell phone providers advertise like we won't charge you to use WhatsApp. Okay. Yeah, you know, but so you're using data instead of minutes, uh, and so that's kind of the way. And what's nice, of course, if you're visiting Brazil, um, is that. If you're using WhatsApp as well, you don't necessarily have to have an active phone number. Or I had a carrier uh, where I had free data, pretty slow data, but I have free data while I was in Brazil. Okay. But if somebody wanted to call me, they would be paying international rates because they're calling a U.S. number, right? So it's been very expensive. But Alvaro and I could WhatsApp and text back and forth to coordinate what we were going to do uh, without incurring any extra fees. Um, you know, my, my wife who does a lot of, has a lot of international friends and does a lot of international work uses WhatsApp to communicate with, uh, whole sets of people all around the world, uh, because it sort of bypasses, uh, all of the, uh, you know, various different carriers, providers, and other sorts of complexities of international telecommunications. WhatsApp, by the way, is owned by Facebook. Yeah. I was just trying to look up when that, uh, when that, when that transition happened. took place. Looks like, uh, 2014 or so. So, mm-hmm. it, you know. Interesting, uh, interesting <laughs> because because of all these things are so interesting. Yeah, you and, know, and and uh, you know, it, who, who owns the pipes? Where are yeah, they going who owns this? the pipes? So, uh, um, you guys were safe. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brazil's a nice place. I mean, I mean, look, you know, we were so we visited uh, basically four different cities. Uh, we started our visit in uh, San Sebastian, uh, and which is a smaller city. It's a coastal city, uh, kind of sort of midway between uh, Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro. How's the radio? 
Uh, I list what little I could listen to was mostly commercial Drek and Christian. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I'll say I didn't spend much of the time there. Uh, we were we were sitting with some friends at a beach house um, there in a in a in a smaller town on the uh, just outside of uh, beach towns Sandbr- can be weird. Sandbr- San, the media uh, can be weird Sebastian called uh, Sigahas. Um, and then we traveled to an interior city uh, called uh, Belo Horizonte, and it's in the state of uh, Minas Gerais. Mm-hmm. Minas Gerais, I think, uh, if we were to think of it as like the American Midwest, it's the heartland. It's uh, the so it's a big uh, agricultural producer. So when you think of you know the the dairy uh, and much of the agricultural output comes from uh, Minas Gerais. Okay. Um, uh, it's their big production uh, of also of sugarcane and uh, therefore of cachaça, the signature uh, liquor of uh, of Brazil, uh, which is a bit like rum, only it's made from cane juice instead of molasses. Okay. And I look uh, forward to my first glass. We were visiting there. I did not do a band scan in uh, Belo Horizonte. Uh, I listened to a little less radio there. Uh, just due to our time also visiting with a friend and staying in a, in an apartment there in that town. And, and it's a bit, it, you know, it's also a big city, a million and some people, I would say it, it reminded me more of being in, in like say a Chicago or something like that. In that, you know, like sort of inland interior, big city, uh, you know, but you know, definitely, uh, felt like being in a big city that way mm-hmm. is the way I would put it. Uh, we went to Rio de Janeiro for a couple of days where we didn't really do much. Also, I got a little sick. I got a cold, so I wouldn't feel like doing very much. Um, I listened to the radio a bit there. I didn't do a band scan. One interesting thing is I was up late uh, with a cough mm-hmm. and Sorry. I was listening to the radio and I came across while skating across uh, some – minimalist classical music. Okay. And I was like, WTF? Because mm-hmm. it was like uh, a woman's voice. I think she was singing. It was hard to tell. And it was like, you know, just singing like... Whatever. And I'm like, I was riveted, right? Like, what is this? And then it came on. It sounded, it was probably automated, you know, and it came on and the, the ID was basically like, this is your classical music station for Rio de Janeiro. Mac FM, a rádio de música clássica do Brasil. And then something else came on. And when I tuned in in the morning, they're playing your typical kind of, you know, ah. greatest hits of the, of, of the uh, you know, 17th century. So there's something there. And there was something had, going on. You might have had a little more fun if you'd had a lot more time to explore the nooks and crannies of radio in, in yeah. Brazil's biggest city. Uh, that well, that, that was Rio de Janeiro, so it's not. The, it's the second biggest city. Oh, Rio de Janeiro is just the name that pops up in my head when I think Brazil's biggest city, and I'm wrong. No, it's I think the peop, one people know because it's the the home of Carnival, yeah, and it's a beach resort, and That's I why. think what people think of and associate with Brazilian culture. Uh, very much, uh, but that's uh, you know. So that's a little bit of what I was able to uh, to tune in there, and uh, we we finished out our trip in Sao Paulo, which is which is the largest city. Think of it as like the New York or London or Moscow of uh, of Brazil. It is an enormous metroplex. Um, 
and we stayed. We stayed in a neighborhood which our uh, Brazilian friend said, "You'll like this. It's like the Portland, like the Portland. of Brazil," is what he said. Um, and by that, I, I think we would say it is a uh, it is uh, interesting. Lots of restaurants and bars and funky shops and off and also obviously gentrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed on the less gentrified edge, not by design. I think just by chance. But as we would go further in, it was more. Uh, and more uh, gentrified. <laughs> Sorry to hear that Brazil has gentrification as well as. Of course, because yeah. you know, uh, wherever you have a uh, upper middle class, you will have uh, gentrification. I think uh, we took a walking tour, though it was mm-hmm. very nice of the central part of Sao Paulo, the old old town, and got to see a lot of the sort of old structures and understand. But they also relayed a lot of Brazilian history, which was very nice. I knew some of it, but it's nice to have someone kind of explain it to you, and, and especially as part of kind of a walking tour, yeah, of of the city. Cool. And that's where I was. Uh, I had one evening, Sunday evening, uh, sat down and uh, had some time to do a band scan. Is that and is that everything from your trip before is we get to the everything? Well, that of relevance to Radio yeah, Survivor. I, cool. I think that is everything of of relevance. Uh, I didn't good. watch much television. Good. Did you want to talk about the library or no? I didn't separate? go to the library. Okay, Ellen that, went thought, to the library. I thought that might have been on topic. Okay. Well, Paul Riesmandel. Without further ado, share with us your band scan. Okay, so this band scan I started uh, at about. 10.25 p.m. local time okay. there in Sao Paulo on Sunday night, the 25th of November. So not too long ago. I started as far in the left end of the dial as I could get and hear anything. So we'll start off here. This is 88.1 FM. I would learn it's Gazeta FM. And it's... Uh, what uh, Alvaro would tell me later off mic is that they play a lot more kind of interesting music. Okay. You've turned your dial. So here is, yeah, sorry, there's no static in between. Uh, This is 89.1 FM. How will I even know we're doing a band scan if I don't hear the space between Uh, the I should just insert that. Uh, (laughs) And as you can hear, this this is American Christian rock is what we're listening to right now. I was talking right over it. I'm here I hear someone singing in English. Yeah, there's a lot of singing in English. Sure. It is the earth. This is 89.7 FM. The station is Novo Brasil. Moderna e Brasileira. Nova Brasil FM. So now there you got the legal idea. It's unremarkable. <laughs> well, we don't know how Novo the song Brazil is developing is, is new oh. Brazil. Oh, okay. It's funny because to my ears, I'll take I'll take Brazilian soft rock sure. over 90s American oh, yeah, totally. soft rock. I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm a little bit fooled. I think I'm still about to hear Gilberto Gil. So this is 90.1 FM, another Christian station. Ingreja is church. 
Não somos a posição que temos, somos a unção que Deus colocou em nós pelo seu espírito. Nossa dignidade é o You should hear all the keywords here. Uh, okay. There's a lot of uh, a lot of evangelical churches in Brazil. Another parallel to the United States. You can see it sounds, I mean, it sounds like commercial radio. All the hits, all the stingers. Yeah. YouTube.com/oficialbispasonia. It's a YouTube. Yep. Everyone, you know, uses YouTube. It's a global village. E olha para demanda. Ninety point five FM. I believe it's also Christian talk. E é por isso que. A gente tem esse time aí tão forte não só no mundo, mas especialmente no right, Brasil. Right, this is 90.5 é, FM, uh, CBN Brasil. It's like Globo Talk Radio, so it's é, sort of the uh, major broadcasters talk radio channel there in Sao Paulo. Funny side note, uh, when I would speak my bad Portuguese... Folks thought I spoke Spanish. Another talk station, or they're talking, may not be a talk station. Uh, 94.1 FM. I found in, in many other countries, the music stations, they do a lot more talking in between songs. Uh, and often they play music in the background. You can hear it slightly here. E o Cuca deixa o Santos, é, mas... 94.7 FM. Name that tune. Ah, uh, yeah, it sounds familiar. I'm all out of love. You win. That's fine. Isn't that a game show on... Well, there was a game show called Name That Tune, yes. No, I, I think... Um, I'll name that tune in three notes. But uh, the Shazam folks put another game show on the TVs here in the United States. Yeah, so we're, we're not going to sit on that one are, very long. Can you, are you faster than Shazam? It's 95.3 FM. So at least it's not air supply. You're much more patient than I would have been. We're sitting on these stations. You're giving us a good. Well, because you taste. never know when there's going to be something interesting. Yeah. Another talk station at 95.7 FM. Well, I heard a lot more talking. I will say. Well, but these could be music stations, and they're just taking some time in between. Yeah. But note, it's 10 o'clock at night. And I doubt listening to the FM dial in the U.S. anywhere at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Do we hear this much talking? No, yeah, they've really narrowed it down to a 
É, mas a verdade é que nós estamos aqui para isso mesmo, né? One nós não estamos aqui para acertar. Ninguém veio aqui para isso. Para experimentar. I just read on the internet. Da, 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 da. And now up, para para. Aí mesmo e levantar. A gente veio aqui para acertar, para errar. Exactly. In 2018. And in seven commercials. Quantas vezes vou preciso realmente? É, viver tudo que a gente tem para nos oferecer para sairmos daqui, partirmos daqui. There are commercials. Rest assured. Aprendizado melhor. Eu vou falar agora o WhatsApp para vocês e vocês podem no intervalo mesmo durante o poema do momento da cigana e você já mandando mensagem, tomando informações. Momento muito forte. Invadiu os nossos corações. 96.1 FM. A gente se I want to feel like this is the Brazilian e Delilah. Começamos a namorar. Who's Delilah? You don't know Delilah. Delilah does this late night syndicated talk show. People basically call in with their, their love problems and then she plays these, de, you know, treacly music dedications. Eu dizia pro Antônio. If, if there's a mix station, station has the word mix in the title, there's a good chance that they play Delilah. Cool. I just Googled it. Look at me, I'm learning things. She's a songwriter. 96.9 FM. This is probably a news station. É Brasil que não acaba mais aqui na Band News FM. Estamos de volta com o segundo tempo do nosso Roda Brasil e hoje o quê? Hoje cada cidade deve apresentar um torcedor engraçado, ilustre de um time local. E agora tem Manaus, Thaís Gama. Em uma terra não muito distante de Manaus, em Manacapuru, o motorista... Now I just want to know more about Delilah. No offense. That's, like, that's the rabbit hole I'm diving down. I've never heard it. I don't listen to the radio. Welcome to Radio Survivor, where we don't listen to the radio. I, you know, uh, I don't anymore in, in, in this... Yeah, I mean, this is a deep cut. I, I think only, like, uh, hardcore listeners... Listeners are going to be left to hear this confession. Why? I mean, what? What is there for me to? Why would I sit still? Actually, the other day I took the radio that you gifted me and used it to listen to. Uh, what does pop radio sound like in 2018? And I actually really enjoyed this one station here in Portland for the better part of the week. Which one? That was, that was all I could stand. It was a hip hop pop radio station. Oh. It was one of the. I can't remember the brand, but uh, but I mean it went from '90s Snoop Dogg to to last year's Drake. Which is interesting until you hear the same thing the the thirty fifth time, right? I agree. Yeah, but 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 I learned as a young person to quit most commercial radio and don't give it. A, and that no, so that's the, the important some good electronic caveat. music here. I listen to the radio every day. I listen to. Oregon Public Broadcasting every day. I listen to KBU quite often. I tune all over to the other great stations here in Portland. Uh, although now I'm forced to listen to them mostly on the internet, uh, even if they are the local stations that I want to check out. But I do not. Yeah. Although, this is a radio survivor. I put K X-Ray 
onto my radio and drove up to Olympia, Washington the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we were, we're, X-Ray is... uh, 107.1. Yeah. That's their translator signal, which has 250 watts. I was all the way up the five into Washington State. It's up on top of the hill. Still listening to this Portland radio station. My... All right, here's some, here's some of the Brazilian pop music, like modern pop music. Yeah. 98.5 FM. You know. As an aside, uh, staying with a, a friend when we were in San Sebastian, she had many critical thoughts about the music she was just exposed to, like even like on the beach, people were playing things, and she's like, oh, I hate this music. <laughs> You know, and, and much of the time she's like the lyrics are terrible I'm like oh growing old is hard I uh, hear none of the culture. lyrics because I uh, I don't understand Portuguese very well better than I did three weeks ago but that's you know that's that's not very much more sounds familiar 99.3 FM I believe it's Christian yeah. Yeah. See, um, English. So I've, I've counted at least three Christian stations. This is 100.1 FM. Some more pop music. That that last track was Giver of Life by Anna Laura. Wow, um, you were able to Shazam that through your headphones. Not Shazammed, yeah. Probably Shazam all of this. Because... Shazam is not limited to just things uh, released in the U.S. I guess I should do that. I could really do some go down a rabbit hole. There's no stopping the, uh, your ability to research things. I think yeah, because we can't even release this episode now on YouTube. It'd probably be flagged, right. even though we're talking over it. Oh yeah, here you go. Oh, hello. One hundred one point seven FM. I wonder how long you'd have to wait to hear this song on the radio. Like. Yeah, I think I think if it's been exterminated from U.S. radio, there's good cause. <laughs> <laughs> this is not amongst the best of either Paul McCartney's nor Michael Jackson's oeuvres. But it's the only one that, <laughs> that would, overlaps the two. Since it, it is a it is a Venn diagram that does not need to exist, I think we uh, <laughs> we can we can argue. Right, here's one I'll have to speed through next, though. You go to 102.1. And this is this made my day okay. after all this. After all this, you know, it's just a sitting low here. point. Yeah, this low point that we're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm still surprised you, you stuck with it once you knew what it was. Well, I kind of want to know what's coming up next, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, right. If you play this, then what? Yeah, right. Where do you go from there, Brazil Radio? What city are we in again? This is Sao Paulo. Okay, we're in Sao Paulo. In the uh, Pinheiros neighborhood. Uh, is where I, w- where I was staying. Oh, yeah, it got worse. No, oh, because you really did want to hear. There you go. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. I love 
Oh, comes in more clear. On yeah, this. barely. I, you know, there's no counting for tuning ability. But that brings me back to my story about listening to 107.1. Oh, are we getting better now? We're now at uh, 102.1. Yeah. This is Iron Maiden from their very first album with their very first singer, Paul Diano. Cool. Before so, uh, Bruce Dickinson. How long Dickinson. you park on this station? Then? A long time. Yeah. So we're going to scoot through. Oh no, this isn't uh, Paul Diano. This is the they the Bruce Dickinson left for a while in the nineties. Uh, so this is a this is uh, Blaze Bailey. I know because there's going to be one guy who emails us, and I need to I get this so. right. So this is like the Iron Maiden that nobody listens to, sure. basically. You know. The next station, also playing metal, 102.5 FM. Now, metal is big in, in Brazil. Yeah. You know, like an Iron Maiden concert, they'll play a festival with 100,000 people. Okay, this is, so, so this is where we get a little bit interesting after this. Yeah, I listened for a while. What can I say? Good. Well, yeah, because you you put yourself through your paces with the earlier stuff. This is for Matthew Lassar. Yeah, I, I, my ears perked up because it sounds like, um, you know, in the tradition of Astor Piazzolla, but... Cultura FM. Cultura FM. It's kind of public radio. Yeah. What channel is this? We're now at uh, 103.3. All, every day at midnight. So every night at midnight, you get some get some good jazz there. So it, was a, it was a steady relief after the Christian rock and the, yeah. uh, well, and gonna, the air supply. I'm going to check out the metal station. I don't know if they're metal all the time. I think it's like a metal uh, show. I gotta, I gotta wait till 10 p.m. The. Olá, amigos. Aqui é o maestro João Maurício Galindo. Estou aqui para dizer que o nosso próximo. What he's about to present is pianist Fred Hirsch playing in Berkeley, California. Teremos duas obras. That's great. In 1993. How funny. So. How fun. All right. So you're gonna have to go, and I'll have to finish this out. But thank you for sharing. I have to go bring a sandwich to my son. Okay, uh, Eric's gone, so now you've just got me, Paul, to finish this out. This is 105.7 Musical FM. It's a Christian station as well. Only uh, this time around, the lyrics are not in English. So a bit of a change in the other stations. 
Now we get to 106.3 FM Radio Mix. So basically, it's like a contemporary adult hits station in the U.S. It's a mix station, so a range of pop musics. This is 107.3 FM, Eldorado FMA. Um, this is the station that I listened to the most uh, during the few days. During the days that we stayed in, in Sao Paulo, um, I kept it on the radio because it's a nice eclectic mix of Brazilian and English language, uh, pop and rock music spanning decades. It sounded like there's an actual human selecting the music and putting together the DJ sounded live during the day. There would definitely be theme sets where uh, it would be like a set of covers. You know that were that were sort of laid back acoustic covers of uh, you know, classic rock songs or punk songs, and plenty of Brazilian music as well that I enjoyed. That I didn't necessarily know, but but blended in very nicely. When I was in a museum store uh, for the. Um, Museu uh, de Imagem e Som, the, the Museum of Image and Sound, uh, they had a box set for this station, so sort of a, a CD compilation of music of the sort it plays, like a t-shirt and other, other kind of trinkets. I did not purchase it because I was kind of running out of room. In my uh, in my luggage to bring all that stuff home, but it seems like it's a kind of radio station that appeals to kind of uh, uh, the same kind of folks who might listen to WXPN, might listen to KEXP. Uh, when I was talking again to Alvaro off mic, our Brazilian friend, uh, he sort of compared El Dorado to KEXP. He says that KEXP is actually a station he's listened to quite a bit on the internet, uh, which is a eclectic kind of indie music station out of Seattle, which if you listen to Rio Sorado, you may have heard quite a bit about. Of course, here we're in a commercial break on El Dorado, but because uh, it is a commercial station, but we heard a lot of great music on that station. I enjoyed listening to it, uh, which is hanging out in the apartment we were renting. Ela é o bem mais precioso que circula hoje pela internet, a informação. E por isso, a criptografia... Uh, finally, closing things out, we have 107.9 FM Radio Tropical. It's like it's an independent music station. Uh, 
again, focusing much more on Brazilian music than necessarily kind of global pop music. And so that's a uh, band scan of the Sao Paulo FM dial um, as recorded from the Pinheiros neighborhood. Um, you know, Sao Paulo being a very large metroplex, I'm sure in other neighborhoods and other areas of the city and the metropolitan area, you would get in some other stations, some smaller stations perhaps that don't have such a huge footprint. And if you were down at the left end of the dial around 87.5 FM, uh, you might be lucky to pick up a community radio station on your dial as well. Uh, so thank you so much for sticking around for this bonus episode of Radio Survivor. Uh, a little bit more of my tour of Brazil. Uh, you know, it's such an enormous country. Just the four cities that I visited that are primarily there in the in the southeast of the country uh, can't really do the country justice. I'm sure you understand, but uh, these are at least my my radio postcard, if you will, my my impression, if you will, and you get to hear a little bit of what FM radio sounds like there uh, in that magnificent country. Uh, we may do bonus episodes like this in the future. You know, we, Eric and I talked a bit about how to do this because we do these after darks sometimes. Uh, some of you who may hear us sometimes on the radio and then sometimes hear us as a podcast may realize that the podcast is sometimes longer than an hour. There'll be an extra 15 minutes or so because we'll have a great conversation with a guest or amongst ourselves more often with a guest. It goes on beyond the limits of 59 minutes and, and it's fascinating and we want to keep it up and we realize, you know, maybe it, we're getting a little off topic or or we're going down a, a nerd wormhole that will be, you know, of interest to certainly some people. And as a podcast, we know, you know, if it stops being interesting, well, you can quit listening. And on the radio, you can do the same thing as well. But we want to, we don't want to uh, put that onto our affiliate stations as well. We have 59 minutes we got to fit into. So we often reveal it for the after dark. And we thought for this, rather than tacking on an extra 30 or 40 minutes to the episode, to episode 170, uh, it made more sense to just do this as a bonus podcast only episode, which also makes it easier. Uh, maybe you're somebody who heard the show on the radio, heard us mention that we had this bo this bonus episode, and now you get a chance to listen. Whereas you, if you only listen on the radio and you never check out the podcast, you might just miss the bonus content, or we might say, "Hey, listen to some bonus content," but you have to kind of scan to the end of the show, right? You have to go to the Scan through 59 minutes. So maybe this is the way we'll do it. We'll see. Uh, let us know what you think. Did you enjoy this? Was this fun at all for you? Drop us a line, of course, podcast at radiosurvivor.com, where, of course, you can find all the episodes and show notes here. Um, I'll do my best to maybe to give you some links to some of the radio stations uh, that have websites that were on this band scan as well. Um, if you didn't hear... My interview with Alvaro Burns, our Brazilian friend and correspondent, uh, which we conducted at his community radio station in Sao Bernardo do Campo. 
which is a uh, sort of satellite city of Sao Paulo. Uh, that is episode 170. That this is the bonus episode of this is episode 170.5. So we don't throw off the numbering for our affiliates. Anyway, check it all out. We hope you enjoyed it. It's all at radiosurvivor.com slash podcast. Uh, thank you so much for spending about 48 minutes with us. And we hope you come back for the next episode. I'm Paul Reese Madell, and thanks for hanging out with us. Sexta do clamor, às nove e meia da manhã, às e às dezenove e trinta. Sede Nacional da Igreja do Evangelho Pleno Cristo no Brás. Avenida Celso Garcia, 384, a 11 minutos do metrô Bresser Moca, com estacionamento no local. Venha viver o milagre de Deus na sede nacional do avivamento. Igreja do Evangelho Pleno Cristo. Apóstolo Rodrigo Salgado. O sacerdote. Nacional.